Are you into the paranormal, true ghost stories, Bigfoot and alien encounters, or high strangeness and conspiracies? Well, if so, then you should check out my podcast called Somewhere in Dreamland. My name is Ken Mark, and every week I interview authors, researchers, and experiencers alike in the fields of the paranormal, cryptozoology, ufology, and spirituality. So why not take a dive down that rabbit hole with me and search for Somewhere in Dreamland wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Somewhere in Dreamland. You ever seen a ghost? Been abducted? Heard your name whispered from the other room when you're all alone? No, you say? Me either. But if you're like me, you're still fascinated by the paranormal. It seems everyone else has had an experience, and you want to believe it all. So why doesn't it happen to us? What does it all mean? How does it work? Is any of it real? Welcome to Paranorm Girl, a show that will attempt to answer these questions by taking the paranormal completely apart in search of proof. I'm not a blind believer, nor a hardened skeptic. I'm just looking for answers and willing to accept what I find. Allow me to set the stage for you. It's 2007. I'm fresh out of college, living in Minneapolis at this time. I've been engaged to the same person, going on three years. We have a dog. I had just toured a few shows back-to-back as a paid actor. I was really feeling hopeful that someday I'd make it out of the theater and onto the screen. Secretly, I pined for New York or Los Angeles, but those seemed so big and far away, unattainable in my current situation. I was young and ignorant and codependent in a relationship that wasn't good for me. And honestly, I just didn't know what to do next. There were the things that I wanted versus the way that my reality was shaping up to be. I needed someone to give me some hope, give me guidance. So I made an appointment with a psychic. And here is that reading. You are about to go on a spiritual journey, not religious, spiritual. You're conflicted about it, fighting yourself. But this is the time for a spiritual journey journey. You are going to be fairly successful in acting. Coming up within the next few months, you will be offered two parts, one local, one national. These will be life-changing experiences. There are contracts. You will definitely need an agent. The one you meet is male. Not in Minnesota, though, much more cosmopolitan. The feeling is New York more than California. This guy is substantial in the industry. You will do the national gig before you get this representation. The Star and Sun card. She pulled tarot at this point. Two of the best cards in the deck. You are going to meet the man you're going to marry, actor or performer. Though you haven't met him yet, don't rush into marriage, not until you're 25. Your current fiancé is not the one. He doesn't want the success that you want, doesn't want the limelight. He's more behind the scenes and wants a simpler life. She was not wrong about that. You've been an actor in many lifetimes. It's about being other people, experimenting, dressing up, and not being recognizable because you turn into something else. It's more than in your blood. It's who you are. You've also been involved in other areas, but acting has always been the preference. Off-Broadway is where you get recognized, and fairly soon. Further in your career, you will begin to choose your own parts. You are at the start of a spiritual journey. Again, with the spiritual journey bit. You will move out east, and then out west, 
There is no sense of home, no sense of settled, because home is wherever you are at the moment. Now, at the time, I didn't know how I felt about that reading. I was stuck, as you might imagine, on the whole fiancé being not the one thing, because I didn't want to hear that. Now that so much time has passed, I can objectively look at a reading like this and be glad for it. Though I never moved to New York, wasn't in off-Broadway, didn't have a male agent, and never married, she was right about some pretty important things. I didn't stay with that partner, though I couldn't see how that would come to pass at the time. I did meet someone in the performance field who, though we didn't marry, I'm still with after 14 years. I did have a national acting gig that did change my life. There have been many contracts since, and she was right about a spiritual journey. Objectively looking back now, I wonder things like, can I believe she got the correct things right if she got these other things wrong? You know, can I still feel good about the parts that gave me hope and excited me, like the part about always being an actor throughout my lifetimes? Like, I felt that at a soul level to be true. But maybe I just wanted it to be true. But we do have to consider, does a reading like this, when processed through an impressionable, hopeful mind, have the potential to do more harm than good? I think it can. Can the details that these readers relay cause us to make illogical choices and life-changing decisions based upon the information? I think they do. Whether consciously or unconsciously, if you hold any superstitious tendencies at all, or a willingness to believe what others tell you, it can definitely have an impact. So there is an ethical dilemma to be considered, no matter the outcome. And whether or not the reader is genuine or full of crap, they hold quite a bit of power and sway. Because from centuries past to the present day, human beings, being the way that we are, have never seemed content to leave the future or the past where they belong. Welcome back to the Paranorm Girl podcast. I am your host, Kristen. Season four has arrived. This feels so weird to be flying solo with no guest right now. I was just about to say I missed you guys, but then I remembered I've I've been here and <laughs> didn't go anywhere for went the usual um, month break for some awesome conversations, which I hope you all enjoyed listening to as much as I enjoyed having. And that shall continue, of course, between each main episode. Got some interesting ones lined up, y'all. But enough with the jibber-jabber on this season four premiere. We're gonna have ourselves a little introduction to the subject for the season. Psychics and mediums. Extrasensory perception has been a concept of a special fascination for me ever since I was a young'un. As a matter of fact, one of the first paranormal books I remember ever purchasing was entirely about the phenomenon of ESP. Reading auras, remote viewing, premonitions, telepathy, seeing dead people. What a fascinating topic. And that sentiment is shared by millions worldwide. 
What's so fascinating about it? Some of my more skeptical lot might be grumbling. Come on, it's like having a dang superpower. And there are real people out there claiming to have this superpower. Now, what's interesting to me personally is that back when I was a kid, this superpower seemed to be something you had to be born with. It was a mystery and, unfortunately, not something that everyone had access to. So you had to go to a psychic, a medium, a tarot, or a palm reader. However, thanks to online communities and groups who celebrate this extra sense and educate themselves and others about these abilities, and a whole World Wide Web ripe for sharing and connecting and relaying the information at top speed with whomever you want— it's not such a crazy concept anymore that just about anyone willing to work this atrophied muscle can do it too. All one has to do is train. And what better way to convince myself that this phenomenon, this ability is real, than to try it myself. Here's what I'm thinking. For the next few months, through to the conclusion episode, I will genuinely sincerely put myself to the metal and train to strengthen one extrasensory ability. I'm a real star come karaoke night, y'all. I am leaning toward developing the ability to read auras, but I'm going to leave it to you guys. I'll put a survey up on social media this week and you guys vote and then that's what I will do. I will announce it on the next episode and begin my journey. I think I will also be taking this opportunity to strengthen my meditation skills. And by strengthen, I do mean actually start a meditation practice and stick to it. I have wanted to be peaceful and serene and accessing my delta brainwaves ever since I was a teenager. I distinctly remember including in a class report in middle school that one of my favorite pastimes was meditation because I was a teenager who thought she knew everything, of course. My teacher pulled me aside and asked me if I really meditated. I said, yes felt really proud of myself. He asked me, what, what does one do when meditating? And I said, focus on the breath, man, because I was a dork who regurgitated smart and deep sounding information that I came across. And Paranorm Girl was born. Just kidding. My point is, I didn't know what I was talking about. I just thought I did. And from that day on, I was never really able to truly meditate. Like so many others, I, I couldn't sit still long enough without either outer or inner distractions. I would get irritated and agitated, and it would all be over within a couple of minutes. So in the decades since, I have tried here and there with the same result. Makes one not want to try again. But here's the thing. Just like with anything, if your why is big enough... You'll do the damn thing. And the deal was, I didn't understand the why of meditation. I'm starting to a bit more now, thanks to one of the books I'm reading for this season's research, Awakenings, Mediumship, Third Eyes, and Mental Health by Sean Graham, a.k.a. Sean the No BS Psychic. He is incredibly knowledgeable. His book is uh, really 
Well, it, it's not it's not what I was expecting at all. I, I was expecting something good, but it just goes so much further. And suffice it to say, he speaks my language. I am picking up what he's putting down. Highly recommend this one. It's bright yellow. You can't miss it. Anyhow, back to the point. I am going to start a genuine meditation practice for myself, sharing with you the techniques I try and the progress, and most importantly, the why of meditation. Everyone knows it's good for you, physically, mentally, psychically, spiritually. No one understands why it's good for you, though. So there you go. All right, what say we get into this topic of psychics and mediumship? I'm not embarrassed in the slightest to tell you that up until a week ago, I did not understand the difference between a psychic and a medium. Thought they were one and the same, which they can be. We'll talk about it. I'm not embarrassed because that's why we're here, right? For the education. You are seriously about to listen to me bumble my way through this season. Uh, now I know that it is a pretty well-known and accepted concept that all mediums are psychic, but not all psychics are mediums. Psychic can really be used as an overarching term that covers all abilities extrasensory, telepathy, divination, astral projection, aura reading, yes, mediumship, and really any other extra ability or sense you can think of. So to be psychic, one would simply have one of these abilities. They have the sixth sense, the gift, the third eye. They are sensitive. But psychic, while it is an all-encompassing adjective for this world of extrasensory, it is also a noun describing the person who has any one of these abilities. A medium, on the other hand, included under that umbrella, is someone who has the psychic ability to channel specifically with discarnate spirits, guides, passed on loved ones, and the like. And within the world of mediumship, there are two main types, physical mediums and mental mediums. Though mediumship does go back much further in history, it really gained widespread popularity during the spiritualist movement in the 1800s, specifically thanks to the famous Fox sisters and their seances. You best believe we will be talking about them and that. Physical mediumship really was their forte. It can involve all of the things you have ever seen in any TV or film clip of the stereotyped portrayal of a physical medium table wrapping, disembodied voices, people feeling spectral hands gripping them in the dark, levitation, automatic writing, and, and the materialization of ghostly faces, hands, full body apparitions, and ectoplasm, which was one of the topic suggestions for the season, and we will be exploring at length later. These are going to be your channelers and trance mediums, allowing spirits to enter or control their body for a short period in order to communicate with the living. Now, I have never been to a seance myself, but I can imagine it would be quite the theatrical experience. Here at the onset, I'm going to keep my mind open but I'm already aware that a ton of charlatans and hoaxers were sussed out specifically in this corner of this phenomenon. I'm rewatching the Netflix series Surviving Death right now. I haven't gotten to the episode on the physical medium yet, but I remember when I was watching it before, feeling a bit, mm, 
well, my BS radar was going off. Just <laughs> That's just my initial reaction. I've got to look into it further, though. Now, while trance and physical mediumship had its popular and performative heyday with the Fox sisters, modern-day mediumship really does center more around a much subtler, though arguably profound, version of mediumship. Most well-known mediums you know today are going to be your mental medium, who is using their abilities to communicate and then pass along the communications to those in the real world. Any medium would technically be able to call themselves a psychic medium, but I think especially the mental medium due to how they are channeling that information. The communications are probably coming to them via their Claire sense of strength or choice. And all of the Claire's are psychic senses. We're going to specifically be diving into the Claire's in an upcoming episode. Interesting stuff, y'all. It's not just clairvoyance and clairsentience and clairaudience, you guys. There are more Claire's. And I, of course, had no idea. As with most all paranormal subjects and topics we've covered and will cover, save maybe the Mandela effect, this one spans back to our earliest origins. We can see examples of it in the Bible, in old magical texts, in hieroglyphics with the living's letters to the dead, in ancient Greece with their oracles. While skeptics of psychic ability will point to the hard fact that there is, as of yet, no scientific justification or proof for it, parapsychologists have been researching, testing, and attempting to document its existence for 130 years. And they still are, to this day. Our own government has studied it in remote viewing, out-of-body experiences, mind control, men who stare at goats, anyone? Stargate? So long as we have the time, I would like to get into what the military was getting up to with Stargate, as well as what the Monroe Institute and the Gateway Process is all about, as well as the Society for Psychical Research, all big topics in and of themselves. We certainly have our work cut out for us. We'll also be taking a nice long look, as always, into the very skeptical and rightfully so side of all of this. There are many different ways to fake these abilities, especially when those who are faking it choose to prey on those of us with hope in our hearts and a willingness to believe them. Some of the cold reading tactics and mind trickery techniques used by charlatans and performance artists and magicians alike are pretty dang interesting and pretty convincing if we are but dealing with a fake reader and it's easy enough to be duped, even in the face of the burning hole in your pocket and that nagging doubt. So, this is just the intro episode to the subject, just a little taste. But as you can see, we've got a lot of ground to cover. Seances, skeptics, cold reading, parapsychological research, uh, communicating with the dead, charlatans, hoaxes, ectoplasm. Like I said, we've got our work cut out for us. Rate and review the show wherever you are listening. Share this show with a friend. Friends, I like meeting new people. I like making new friends. If you've got a personal experience you would love to share about your reading with a psychic, medium, tarot reader, crystal ball gazer, palm long looker adder, I would love to hear it and share it at the top of an episode. Submit your story to paranormgirlpod at gmail.com. 
And in case you missed the announcement last week, American Paranormal Magazine is featuring Paranorm Girl in their July issue. You can place an order for it at paranormalzine.com. That is paranormalzine.com. The shipping is included in that cost, which is really nice. And they are going to start sending those out starting July 5th. So go get you a copy and check out their other issues as well. They put out some really cool content. Finally, I must shout out and celebrate a patron of the show, the Patreon Trailblazer, the first of their kind. Thanks to Omo, you lovely, lovely human, for signing up for my higher education tier. Your support means so much to me and to the life of the show. I'm eyeballing some extra equipment to add to the setup here, and your contribution is going to help me do it so that I can keep churning out awesome content week after week. It will go to good use, my dear. Thank you for your support. That's it. So glad to be diving into the thick of yet another educational journey with you lovely folks. Allow me to take us out with a final note. Listener, nod your head if this applies. I get the sense that you are a kind person You try to be, but from time to time, find yourself losing your patience with ignorant family members. You are caring and considerate, but when someone breaks your trust, oof. You desire a certain level of respect that you find is not being met by someone important to you, close to you. Your internal monologue is constantly going, oh my gosh. There's a (laughs) really rich internal world going on inside that mind, which may not be exactly apparent to those who don't know you well, and a couple that think they do. You do your best in life and feel a really unique sense of triumph whenever you attain or achieve what it was that you were after. But you have often questioned the choices you've made, one in particular, recently. You find yourself having these moments of doubt, real doubt, that you logically know isn't necessary. You already know. You know, deep down, your abilities and talents and extreme potential, my goodness. I feel that there's going to be an opportunity to showcase that potential very, very soon. You're either already aware of it or are about to be. Your guides are telling me to tell you, this is the time. Do it. Take your shot. And so on and so forth. I think you are gathering by now what I'm doing. Many skeptical videos on YouTube do something similar to prove the point that a cold read, such as this, can apply to just about anyone. And no matter how intelligent you are, anyone can be duped because it does, for the most part, apply. I myself have had readings just like this. I know they were garbage. I probably knew then too, but I've gotten wiser and fine-tuned my BS radar as I've aged, not the other way around. I can still be tricked, of course, but I like to think now I might be more inclined to listen to that BS radar. Here's the thing, though. I don't believe all psychics and mediums are simply cold reading you, fishing, shotgunning, and seeing what sticks. Heck, I don't think all are warm reading, 
as I couldn't have done just now because I can't see you and your nodding head or shift in posture or your micro smirk. And I don't think they are all hot reading, gathering all relevant information about you beforehand, as many, maybe in order to prove that they aren't hot reading, don't even ask you for identifying information beforehand. Rob Gutrow, the pet medium, he was on the show. He only asks for one thing, a picture of your dog, so he can concentrate and tune in. No gender info, no age, just a photo. And he gets some incredible information from whatever this process of his is. Sean Graham, the author and psychic medium I mentioned before, same sort of deal. He does do in-person readings, but a lot of time is spent sitting on the opposite end of a telephone with only your name and your question, if you wish to give one. Or not, if you don't. He gets some amazingly accurate hits either way. There is much about this phenomenon that makes me a believer in the possibility of its legitimacy and its integrity. However small the pool of genuine practitioners there may actually be. And then there's James Randi and his unclaimed million dollars that makes me seriously doubt my own belief. But you know, maybe no psychic or medium can come forward to claim it because they already know that though they are genuinely getting information from somewhere ethereal, it just doesn't work that way. They are interpreting information. There is no one on this planet who can give you exact information, names, dates, what you ate yesterday, the lottery numbers unknown to them and on command like that. Again, it doesn't work that way. Or so I've been reading. And based on my initial research, we should consider the actual legitimate fine line that does reside between things like shotgunning and cold reading versus an actual genuine reading. They can look very similar on the surface because both require a certain level of interaction and confirmation from the sitter. Can a genuine medium still contact your great-grandfather and bring you communication, though you refuse to say more than yes, no, shrug, uncross arms, recross the other way, blank stare? Yeah, I think they can. But just like any tarot reading, it would benefit you to participate a little more. Give the information coming through some life. It does take your participation to confirm that the reader is interpreting certain things correctly, so that they aren't giving the information a personal spin, and so that you walk away with the confirmation that you needed to hear. My own personal experiences, having had readings, point to both sham and what I believe to be real. I've had both. That has been my experience. And let's not forget one thing about this. A reason that many of us might go to a reader on a whim even if we don't truly believe, or tell each other's fortunes as kids in the wee hours of the night on a sleepover, or look at our horoscopes every morning out of curiosity, is because it's fun, it's entertainment, it's exciting. But I, possibly along with you, have a lot to learn, and I will be ready for that truth, whatever the ultimate outcome may be. 
Thank you guys for joining me once again for another season. I cannot wait to see where this goes. Join me next week for a conversation with Keith O. Evans, paranormal researcher and author of The Hayes House, Ghosts Are People Too. Very much looking forward to it. For now, though, stay safe, keep the nightlight on, and sleep with one eye open.